The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. That's right, Bear Down Bears fans. It's time for another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast, Bears Banter. Bill Zimmerman with you, and we are coming at you from Atlanta, Georgia, the site of Super Bowl 53. Been down here all week rubbing elbows with all the powerful NFL folks. No, who am I kidding? I'm down here getting some work done and having some fun and being able to chat with some of yours and my Chicago Bears. Got a very, very special podcast for you right now. Not too much of my opinions today. I'm not going to bore you with my opinions. What I am going to do is bring you interviews with some of the best Chicago Bears on what is an incredible roster. We are going to chat with none other than Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks is going to jump on the podcast. We are going to talk to Trey Burton. Trey Burton will be on the podcast. We will talk to none other Then number 10, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is going to be on the podcast as well. So we've got all those guys lined up for you here. We're going to talk to them about anything and everything that we can squeeze in in our allotted time because these guys are busy down here and they're jumping on plenty of interviews and they're doing plenty of appearances and they're staying busy. But luckily enough for me, they were able to carve out a few minutes and jump on Bears Banter with me. So let's kick it off right now. Uh, I'm standing here right with him. None other than Akeem Hicks at the Dream 99 on Twitter. We'll talk to him a little bit about social media here towards the end of this interview because I love Hicks on Twitter. He's great. And he joins us now. Akeem, Bill Zimmerman, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. All right. Well, thanks so much for jumping on. I got to start right here because, you know, Bears fans know how good you've been for this team the last few years. You finally got a little recognition with the Pro Bowl. But for me, there should have been all pro nod for you. And I'm not I'm not knocking who made the, you know, interior line in their first team, second team. But could someone tell the writers that J.J. Watt was on the outside all year and that spot was yours? 
Uh, I, I will say this. I completely understand the fandom behind a player such as J.J. Watt. I love it. The guy plays really well. What I'll say is this. There's enough recognition for everybody to, to sit at the table, right? And do I complain about not getting some of the, the off-the-field honors and accolades? I don't complain, but do I notice and, and, and see and, and carry a chip on my shoulder when I am not treated the way I feel like I should be treated? I most definitely do. Well, you, you, I, yeah, you should. I mean, like I said, yeah. and I'm not saying I'm not knocking JJ. He yeah. had a great year, comeback, all that stuff off awesome the injuries. For him. But he was outside. He was on the edge. He wasn't. He barely was inside. You're, you're grinding in there with the guards, interior, double teams. And you know that's the biggest difference between those guys that float inside sometimes is that they're usually not in on plays where they got 600 pounds of man barreling down. <laughs> to get them back there, you know, and so um, I think all that should be taken into account when you're when you're looking at your your defensive tackle spots when it comes to All Pro, Pro Bowl, all those things. Because sometimes I'll even say I, I watch and I see a guy that has 10, 12, 13 sacks, but he can't play the run to save his life. You know, and I'm not talking about JJ. I'm talking about just guys around the league. So you, I think when there's that voting happens, that you should watch every facet of the game. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, and and speaking of the run, because you know, I know you guys sat in the nickel a lot this year, and understandable, you want Price Callahan on the field. But what kind of tandem? Because I mean, you got a lot of the, I'll, I'll say, statistics. You're recording sacks and, and and making you know tackles for a loss and everything. But what does Eddie Goldman Eddie bring Goldman. sitting next to you, just eating up blockers? Number one, I respect the fact that you brought up Eddie Goldman. I don't think that he gets brought up enough. He does not because he dominates, destroys, wreaks havoc. <laughs> anything when you say release the Kraken, you're talking about letting Eddie Goldman terrorize the center all game. He is one of the best defensive linemen that I've ever been around. Yeah, he's simply he's, put. He's been great, and I know you know he, he was hampered a couple years ago with that high ankle sprain. But once last year, it, I, I love the fact that they took care of him in, in the off season and didn't even risk letting him go to free agency. Why would you do that? Because he is just that elite, and uh, it's, it's awesome that you notice that he doesn't get the type of notoriety that he deserves. Yeah, well, listen, I you know obviously never played at, at your kind of level, but you know I was in there with the Hogs, and I, I understand what it goes to get into that. And yes, you know. Those guys that just, you know, Eddie eating up blockers and, and giving you opportunities, letting Roquan and Danny move just back and forth. Just over the top. It's, it's, it's critical. So a um, couple, couple more things here. Let's, let's just start here. Have, have you gotten over that rough one with the Eagles? Um, the thing about losing games like that is that um, it hurts, and the hurt will never go away. But you have to be able to move on. You have to get back up and say, hey, I don't ever want to feel that feeling again. And I'm going to do everything within my power to make sure that it doesn't happen. And so, um, yeah, I'm at the point now where I've said to myself, this happened. This is a reality. Time to move on. And, uh, you know, just just one more on that. Just Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey's a good kicker. And I don't know why he was off about three inches this year and and, and doinking as many as he did. And, And things could have been a lot different if that was different. I mean, how do you sit there as a player? I know you said you got to move on, but how do you sit there and go, you know, you, we know you beat the Rams already. You know, you guys, that was maybe the best defensive performance anyone saw all year. You know, and at that point, who knows, maybe the Cowboys beat the Saints. Maybe the Saints are in a different mindset if you get to them. How do you sit there and not play the what-if game as a player? Oh, you're going to play it. You're going to play it. I played it for a week while sitting in my basement watching Netflix, right? <laughs> so, uh, it's um, you know, you have a lot of what-ifs. But, you know, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. Um... Let's move on here to, to a couple other things on the defense. Vic Fangio, 
I'm, I'm, you know, gets finally gets an opportunity. I mean, I know you guys love Vic, and you know, we see some of the pictures and, and, and the fun you guys have with him. How happy are you? I, everyone know he wanted to be a head coach forever. How happy are you, even though you're losing him, that he's getting a great opportunity? Absolutely ecstatic for Vic Fangio. I love the fact that he got to, uh, you know, live out his dream just as I'm living out my dream currently. Um, what I will say is this, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts pretty bad. Now, that's going to be a hurt that's going to be harder to move on from because I've been with this guy for three years. And um, I have a great deal of respect for him as a man and as a coach. And um, I'm sure that that is, um, you know, throughout the defensive room. Um, we're going to miss him, but we understand the business of football. And, um, you know, when you win, well, when you lose, you get fired. And when you win, you move on, right? So you're <laughs> always going to be in this moment of transition where coaches are going to be moving, players are going to be moving. And um, you just have to accept it. doesn't mean it hurts any less. Chuck Pagano comes in. You, have you talked to him much? Are you excited? Everyone says he's going to be even more aggressive than Vic. Are you excited about that? Well, getting to see his, some of his defense play at an elite levels and, and watch him manage teams and, and the type of person that he is, I've heard nothing but good things about this guy. And, um, you know, that's, that's a rarity for just people in general is to not hear one negative thing. And so I think that speaks volumes about his character and what type of person he is. And I look forward to being coached by him. Happy Jay Rogers to stay around most definitely I had to have a little bit of continuity here right you can't just take away my whole defensive staff so I'm happy and you know Jay Rogers has been a great coach to me um, he has helped me elevate my game his um, his football IQ is super high right the funny thing about him is that he was a quarterback previously you know and uh, for him to coach defensive line he just brings an aspect to our room that is uncommon across the league where he can he helps us get to a point where we can diagnose plays before they even start. Before the motion even goes, I know what's coming at me. And that's because of the work that he puts in throughout the week. In incredible. And all right, how about, how was the year? Looked like it was a lot of, uh, winning is always fun, obviously, but Matt Nagy and you guys got clubbed up going. And what kind of camaraderie was it in the locker room under Matt you, Nagy? You said it to start. Winning makes everything fun. And we could have been doing, walking the tightrope. And uh, he, <laughs> because we were winning, everything would have been a great time. Um, Nagy has brought in um, a, a very vibrant culture, a very, um, you know, he likes to say swag, but swag is so 2014. But, um, you know, he makes the <laughs> environment fun, you know, and so uh, we appreciate him for that. And, and that's what we all play the game for. We play the game because we loved it and we enjoy doing it. And he keeps that, you know, close to home. Trubisky at quarterback. God, I, I, I don't know during the season if you pay attention to this. You know, I, I, you're great on social media. I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, the, the social media, the criticisms and all this stuff, a lot of it unfair. If someone watches a, a national game, you know, in the first week of the season and they've made up their mind about Mitch for the year. Mm -hmm. But talk about Mitch's progression and, and how much you guys believe in him as quarterback. Um, I've had players come up to me from other teams and say uh, the difference between Mitch year one versus year two, it's not even the same quarterback. So I appreciate that playing from the defensive side to know that my quarterback is growing. Now I get to see it, but I'm going to have a little bit of a bias because I see him every day and I want him to be at his best to win. But when other defensive players sees it, 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 it means a lot. All right. And la last one for you. I brought it up social media, Twitter, uh, at the dream 99. That's I got me, that right. Baby. I mean, you're, you're a lot of fun. And here's the thing. A lot of guys, they want to keep buttoned up on Twitter. They're afraid of what they might say. And mm -hmm. I think you have a lot of fun. You know, you're replying to stuff that the Bears are sending out. You're replying to fans. I mean, look, I, I, I won't bring it up. You can find it at the Dream 99 if you want. Some guy called you, a, you looked like you were a PE teacher on, Monday, on, <laughs> on New Year's Eve, and you came right at him with a comment. Oh, yeah. I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, I told him, you look like the type of guy that takes pictures in public bathrooms <laughs> and raw butt toilets. But, you know, you got to make sure you get after people because this is all for fun. I don't 
don't take social media super seriously. I know you got to be able to, uh, you know, hold yourself accountable to the things that you say. But um, I'm a person. I'm a human being. So I am flawed just like everyone else. So if somebody tells me something, I got words for you. <laughs> well, Akeem, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. And you're a lot of fun to watch. And uh, hopefully Bears fans will be watching you for years and years to come. Thanks awesome. so much. Thank you, man. Well, there he is, folks, Akeem. Hicks, the Dream 99 at the Dream 99 on Twitter. That that was a fantastic interview. I had a lot of fun right there. That that was great sitting here with Akeem and and uh, talking Chicago Bears there. And he had a lot of a lot of great stuff to say, a lot of positive things to say. And hey, he's uh, he's managed to put that Eagles game behind us. I think all of us need to manage to put that Eagles game behind us and move on because we've got so many positives on this team. It's uh, there's so many things headed in the right direction. It's it's going to be an exciting off season. See what this team can do in the off season. See what Ryan Pace may have up his sleeve in terms of trying to improve an already stellar roster, and uh, and we'll see what happens. So speaking of a stellar roster, let's jump over to the offensive side of the ball and let's talk to and bring in tight end Trey Burton, who's jumping on the podcast now. That's right, just one after another, Trey. Bill Zimmerman here. Thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. How are you? And I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. And let's let's get while while you're here. You're in Atlanta, Super Bowl. Uh, you're with End It Movement. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, man. Uh, End It Movement does an unbelievable job at raising awareness for slavery that happens around the world. And uh, one of the organizations that I partner with, basically throughout my five years in the league, was IJM. IJM and End It Movement came together, collabed. Uh, they both do the same thing. They both raise as much awareness as they can for. Issue around the world. Yeah, that's that's a great, great cause, obviously. And I mean, obviously, you, you you've doing a lot of work with that. You've done a lot of work in the Chicago community. You know, congratulations on the uh, the Man of the Year nomination Thank for the you. Chicago Bears. Thank you. Um, you know, why why is it important to you to you know to use you know your you know you're 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 a public figure you know and 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 use that to get out in the community and, and just do good. Yeah, I mean, I'm a firm believer, and that's the reason why I have this athletic ability is not to score touchdowns or catch balls or throw passes it's to help people who are in need and so um, the more people in position of influence you know raise their voice on issues the more things get done and so this this issue slavery sex trafficking um, is in right down my family's you know wheelhouse is something that we think that there should never there shouldn't be slaves anywhere in the world and so we're all we're behind the full force well that's that, that's great and and hopefully you know we continue to make strides to make the world a better place and, and it's great that you're doing that but uh, let, let's get on to some, some football things here let's let's start with the uh, the loss to the Philadelphia Eagles first of all I mean obviously that was a surprise injury no no one was expecting that how, how are you feeling now everything fully recovered yeah I'm getting better um, working every day you know, to get back to where I need to be so, so what happened? Because again, like you said, it just kind of popped out of nowhere. Suddenly, Trey Burton's questionable. Uh, you know, did, did, did something like like lock up? I mean, what, did you hurt something in practice? What what exactly happened? Yeah, it's just something that happened overnight. Um, something that has happened in my past. Obviously, um, I'm a very durable player. I played every game for the most part. I maybe missed one game, you know, the last year or two. Um, and so, just something happened, you know, overnight, and something that I've dealt with, you know, before in the past, and just wasn't able to get it ready to go for the game. Well, let's let's talk about the year overall then, because I mean, look, a, a lot of people that followed this team closely kind of sat there, you know, they saw you know bringing you in and Allen Robinson and some of the draft picks and and you know if, if Trubisky could develop kind of thing, they they saw something. I don't even think the optimistic analysts saw twelve and four. What was it about this year where everything just seemed to click? It's just the culture change, man. I think it starts from the top, you know, bringing Coach Nagy in and 
uh, just the way he was able to bring the players, really not just the players, the whole organization and the city of Chicago together. Um, it was just something really special to sit back and watch him orchestrate all that. Well, I mean, you brought up Matt Nagy, so, so kind of talk about that offense because, you know, it was it was something to see, and, and I think we're going to keep seeing some some interesting things and some some cool, cooler things. I mean, the amount of looks and, and complicated schemes, and it seemed everyone's lining up everywhere and, and, and all the different things you guys did. What, what was it like learning that offense and being a part of that in, on game day? Yeah, so for me, I mean, I've ran it the last four year, three years. You know, I was with Philly. Yeah, good point. Two years. And so it wasn't much of a transition for me. I was just playing a lot more. But uh, we have so many good players, you know, like so many great, and not just good players, but, man, these dudes are fun to be with off, off the field, you know, outside of football. And so um, it makes it, I, w- I would assume, it makes it a lot easier from a coaching standpoint to um, feed everybody the ball or, you know, draw up plays when you got a bunch of good guys on the, on the same team. Well, and, and speaking of those good guys, Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback, um, you know, early on, you know, we saw a little bit, some, some struggles, some of the, the reads and everything he did. But as the season progressed, he kept, you could clear he was getting more and more comfortable, had some incredible games, the Lions game, the Bucks game, for a couple, for example. And even later in the year, the stats may not have been a flashy, but he was really yeah. executing that offense well, not making a lot of mistakes. Just kind of talk about his progression. Yeah, man, I mean, that's what gets me excited for next year. You know, uh, I don't know if I've ever been this excited for a season as I am coming up this year, just watching him in the second half of the Philly game in the playoffs, just dicing, you know, dealing, making tough throws, getting offense in the right situations and the right plays. And uh, just the, that's probably been, for me, one of the coolest things is just watching him grow and mature um, through 17 games. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, second half, I mean, especially that fourth quarter, he was he was lights out. I mean, it was it could have been Aaron Rodgers out there as, as good as he looked. What is it as a team? I mean, I know you guys try and focus in a lot. But, um, you know, he had a lot of, what I think, unfair criticism, and, and the team always seemed to have his back. How does a team deal with that when, you know, people see maybe a game in week one or week two and they make up their mind about the quarterback for the whole year? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous from a team standpoint. We all know what Mitch can do. He has all the intangibles. Uh, he can make every throw. We're all going to have a bad game, you know what I mean? But playing the quarterback position, it just gets magnified uh, even more. And so one of the things I'm most impressed with him is just how he's not – He's not never allowed the media to get into his head. He's never allowed the media to affect the way he prepares, the way he plays, um, and it's been really fun to watch him. You know, do what he does. And you know, finally on the defensive side of the ball, Vic Fangio, you know, lifelong dream for him, finally gets to be a head coach. Chuck Pagano comes in, but that defense is loaded with talent, and you know, should be hopefully, hopefully Bryce and Adrian Amos come back, and everyone's back. But I mean, what was it like as an offensive player just watching the defense do that thing? And do you, do you think they'll they'll be right there again next year with Pagano? Man, a lot of people don't know this, but they used to beat us up in practice <laughs> in OTAs and training camp. Dude, man, they're so talented, uh, so much fun to watch. They, they get to the ball. I mean, they're stripping it, they're intercepting it, they're sacking the quarterback. They just wreck havoc. You know, they're able to get home before they don't blitz much, and uh, just there is so much fun to watch. All right, and and one more time again, you're here on behalf of End It Movement. Where can people go to find out more information if they want to donate and and, and do whatever they can to, to help with the cause? Yeah, I mean, they can go on their social media pages, and then also, like I said. Uh, next Thursday is National Shine a Light on Slavery Day. And, uh, a bunch of us, a bunch of athletes, a bunch of um, uh, professionals who are going to have the Red X on their hand and posting it on social media uh, to raise awareness. All right, there he is, Trey Burton, Chicago Bears tight end. Congratulations on a great season, and let's hope an even better one in 2019. Yeah, man, thanks so much. Well, there he is, folks, Trey Burton, Chicago Bears tight end. 
Uh, really great what he's doing there with his spare time and, and, and doing all the things he does and giving back to the community and uh, ending slave trade. I mean, look, yeah, there's not too many bigger causes or, than, than what Trey's trying to do there. So, so great for him and great for all the other athletes that are, that are taking a part there, taking a part of, of that cause. And, and look, it's not just that for Trey Tracy. I mean, he gives back to the community. He's at Chicago schools. He's reading the kids. He's, he's doing everything he can to, to bring more light into any community he's with. And hey, look, that's, that's, that's great. So you could tell, didn't really want to get into, uh, into that groin injury too much. Uh, he's even saying, you know, he's feeling pretty good, but he didn't say he's fully recovered. So uh, that was definitely something sig significant for him. That was a tough break for obviously that game. Trey, Trey could have made a difference there, but you know, we move on. These, these things happen. All right, let's welcome in our next guest here to this star-studded Bears Banter podcast. He is none other than the number one target of Mitch Trubisky, star wide receiver, Allen robinson on the podcast alan bill zimmerman how are you today how you doing man thanks for having me uh, i'm doing very well thanks so much for jumping on uh just a few few things for you here obviously a great season for the bears overall but obviously did not end the way you guys had hoped you know you, you had a great game against the eagles but you guys came up short have you kind of gotten over it i mean that was a tough way to lose oh, i still haven't gotten over it you know i don't think i ever i don't think i get over until the 2018 season is officially over so hopefully Sunday night after the game, I'll be over, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was a tough way for us to go out. You know, at the same time, you know, a lot of guys, you know, um, I put in a lot of work, and we were very close. You know, we were close. We were we were almost one step closer to accomplishing what we want to accomplish, you know. So, I mean, by the end of the day, you know, we got to just continue to put the work in, you know, um, to, to go back to the drawing board this offseason and be ready to work twice as hard. Uh, you talked to some of the guys here, and some of them, you know, don't seem to have a problem with it. Other guys kind of kind of frowned upon the Cody Parkey Today Show thing. What what what'd you think about that when you found out he was jumping on there? Uh, you know, me personally, I don't really have I don't I don't I don't know anything anything too much about it. You know, I didn't I didn't see it. I didn't I didn't okay. anything, you know, so um I don't really have an an opinion at all. You know, I don't I'm very ignorant of the situation. How about how about your health? Because I mean obviously you you had the tough injury in Jacksonville, you come over to Chicago, do a great job rehab you have you have a good season, but I've always heard a lot of times ACL, you know, that first season you can play on it, but you don't. You don't have that full explosion. Like, how, how was that season for you with the knee? I mean, I thought uh, towards the end of the season, I, I really thought me personally, I started to pick it back up. You know, a lot. You know, for me, um, just throughout the course of the year, you know, I started doing a lot of uh, plyometric work, doing a lot of stuff to really, you know, kind of, kind of help me continue to, to gain that strength and that explosive throughout the course of the season. You know, but I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, being able to, being able to work out and getting back to everything now. And you think uh, next year should be even better for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, in this league, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know next year will be better, and I'm looking forward to it. How was the uh, first year with Matt Nagy working in that offense? It was exciting, you know, for him, you know, to kind of have, have all the all the different schemes and being able to move guys around, you know, in many different places. You know, it's, it's it, I mean, it was fun. You know, it was a lot of fun, you know, um, for me. So, I'm definitely looking forward to going into year two with him. And how about Mitch Trubisky? I mean, look. I think he got a lot of unfair criticism. You know, the, the armchair analyst watches the first couple games and sees the young quarterback still trying to learn a system. Didn't probably watch all the games where he really started blossoming, you know, throughout the season. And by the end of the year, really had a good grasp of the offense. What, yeah, was, definitely. what was your thoughts? Definitely. You know, like you said, you know, um, I think, you know, early on it was all of us. You know, we were, we were all fresh and new to this offense, you know. But I think for us, you know, we all 
we all continue to to pick it up and grow throughout the course of it, you know, and and each and every week I thought we got a little bit better, you know, each and every week, you know, and that's and that's what our goal was at the beginning of the season. You know, we knew that that if we put the work in to get better each and every week, you know, we'll ultimately put ourselves in the best position possible to give ourselves a shot to to be Super Bowl champs, you know, and I thought we gave ourselves a shot. You know, ultimately we didn't come away with it, but we definitely had a shot. How about a couple of the receivers in, in your uh, receiving core there? Anthony Miller, rookie. Bears obviously make a big trade to, to bring him in. What was what, what, your, what were your thoughts on watching him the first year? I mean, he made a lot of plays for us. You know, I think that was, you know, again, just having the, having the young competitive guys in the room that you have, you know, um, I think that as a as a vet, you know, that really that really pushes your competitiveness, you know, um, as, a, as a player. You know, again, I mean, I always say the younger guys keep me young, you know, and I'm and I'm glad because I mean I'm already still pretty young, you know, but but you know being able to have rookies in there that's making plays and and, and stuff like that, you know, is is a lot of fun. And, and Javon Wims made you know a lot of splashy plays in the preseason, and then obviously once the regular season comes, you know, it's you and it's Taylor and it's Anthony. You think he's got what it takes to kind of make make that next jump and be contributing uh, every Sunday? Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, I mean, he's a guy who puts in the work. You know, he's trying to get better. You know, so um, again, um, as long as you stay with that, you know, mindset that, you know, then you'll continue to get better, and I know he'll he'll make it down to the field. A couple more quick things for Allen Robinson. How about the I, I call it the mad scientist with Matt Nagy. When you know, what what is it like when all of a sudden he's drawing up some kind of play where you know maybe you know Tariq Cohen's throwing a pass or Trey Burton or he's got he's got Akeem Hicks on you know running back. You know, what what is it like when you're seeing these plays come together in practice? It's a lot of fun, and it's even more fun because we use those plays. You know. Um, I think the biggest thing for us is that we know that Coach Nagy is not afraid to call anything at any point in the game. You know, and I think for me as a as a player, you know, that's what you love. You know, you want to have a you want to have a, a a competitive you know coach who wants to make that play call. You know, at that point in time of the game, you know, you don't want to have anybody that's conservative. You know, a coach and Coach Nagy will always say, you know, aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. And that's how he call games, and that's the kind of coach he is. All right, how about uh, this one, Penn State guy, Adrian Amos, Penn State guy. I, you know, I don't know if you guys were talking and if he was part of your recruiting process to come to the Bears, but uh, he's, he's, you know, former college teammate, obviously your, your current teammate now, free agent. You think uh, or think hope Adrian's going to be back at the Bears? Yeah, 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 definitely hope. You know, at the end of the day, it's a business, though. You know, I mean, but we definitely would love to have him back. You know, he made he made a lot of big plays for us, you know, um, especially, you know, when you look at some of the games like against Minnesota, against, um, against Philly, he had an interception. You know, so he definitely made a lot of plays for us, you know, so, I mean, I mean, to be able to have him back would be great. All right, we'll finish up with this. Club Dub, who's got the best moves? Who's, who's the best dancer? Club Dub, who got the best moves? I'll probably say Tariq, one of our best dancers. <laughs> Between, i say the whole running back room, to be honest. Um, all those guys are pretty good dancers. Uh, Howard's got the moves, too? Jordan not dancing, but he a part of the running back, so I still got to <laughs> give it to that room. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks so much, Al. Appreciate, appreciate, it, appreciate it. All right, there he is, Alan Robinson. Good, good little spot there with Alan. Plenty of interesting things Alan had to say, you know. It's, it's, it's difficult sometimes to come up with different things to talk to you when you're talking to all these guys about the same team. But I, I wanted to go a little different route with Alan, talk a little bit about Anthony Miller, talk a little bit about Javon Wims, see how those guys are doing so far this season, what he thinks of them. And, of course, Adrian Amos, his college teammate. He knows Amos well. See if uh, he thinks Adrian's going to be back. Interesting thing he said, we know it's a business. You always know that precursor. We know it's a business first. So that's always that precursor that we know Adrian might be leaving to get some cash. Well, our next guest was on this podcast in July, less than a year ago. And let's be honest, he put this podcast on the map. I mean, we've had Mike Singletary. We've had Kyle Long. We've had Tariq Cohen. We've had several stellar guests on this podcast. But when you get 
to talk to none other than Mitch Trubisky. People stop and people listen. He joins us now. Mitch, Bill Zimmerman, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. How are you? Thanks for having me. All right, well, let's start right here. You're at you're at Radio Row at the Super Bowl in Atlanta here. Gatorade, you're here on the behalf of them. What's going on? What do you got going with Gatorade? Yeah, we're on Radio Row having a lot of fun. Uh, very honored to be here with Gatorade. We're launching the, their new product, Gatorade Zero. So same great, amazing taste. Uh, same hydrating features, except we got zero sugar. So it's great for the off-the-field, the, off uh, off-season workouts and everything like that. Um, and it's still got the great taste. So we're excited about uh, Gatorade Zero, and everyone should go check it out. Yeah, it's a great product. But what about the guys in front of you, the Wubbies? They, they need the meat on the bones. You want to you make sure they have the full Gatorade with all the yeah. sugar, right? Yeah, well, of course. They're, they get a little bit of both. In the game, they, they need that sugar, so that's when you stick with the regular Gatorade. But when you're in the off-season, just chilling at home, or you got an off-season workout, and uh, you, then you could go with the Gatorade Zero. So they just so so dynamic. You mix it up in many ways, and it still tastes great. So uh, you might not be able to tell the difference, but it's still it's still good for the body, and it hydrates you the way you need it. That's a beautiful thing. All right, let's let's jump into some football here. A lot of positives, obviously, from this year. Unfortunately, finished with a negative. Uh, have you gotten over the Eagles' loss at this point? Uh, I don't know if you really ever get over it but it's definitely motivated me for for this next year i can't wait to get back to work get back to chicago uh we had such a great year didn't think it would end uh the way it did but sometimes that's 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 how that's how life happens so you just deal with it the way you can and let it motivate you for next year and i can't wait to get back to work already but we had such a great year uh it was a great step in the right direction and a building block for years to come hopefully um, but we had a lot of fun, and we just got to make sure that motivates us uh, to get back to work and, and uh, go even further next year. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, I mean, you talked about what a great season it was. And, look, I mean, there were there were some kind of mixed reviews. Some people weren't sure if the Bears were going to be good this year. Some people said, hey, man, they've got something going here. But I think even the most positive analysts didn't see 12-4. and four. What right. was it that clicked so well for this yeah, team? Yeah, let's be honest. Nobody saw that. Nobody counted us out. We were last in the division this year, and then we come out and win the division this year. So it is a whole turnaround, and um, and we really blocked out everything on the outside. So it didn't really matter what was going on the outside. We believed uh, what we were doing in our locker room, um, and, and that's all that mattered. We, but we believed in the locker room that we had a chance every single week, and we were going to prove everybody wrong, but more so prove each other right. Play for the guy next to you, unselfish football, uh, leave it all leave it all on the field. And that's exactly what we did all season long. And then um, you're not worried about results. You're going out there playing, having fun, and then you look back and you say, wow, we, we, we accomplished this a lot this year getting 12 wins uh but we're even hungrier for the next year that's just the type of guys we have and we're not worried about predictions or uh, for next year if anyone's counting us in or out it doesn't matter we're gonna play our game and uh do what we know how to do best all right two-parter here with matt Nagy. uh first of all what did he do as a job as a head coach there you know the camaraderie everything bringing you guys together and and how fun was that and two how important was he and what was it like a year with him for your development? It was so much fun. He brought everyone together and he's just so competitive and passionate and genuine and down to earth. He's just a guy you want to be around and uh, he really brought everyone together. So we just had a really close knit coaching staff and we had a close locker room and uh, offense, defense, special teams. We really played as one unit this year, just pulling pulling for each other, having each other's back and playing together all year long. And then you put that on top of how brilliant it is on the offensive side of football. He helped me develop a lot as a quarterback. So just learning the terminology of the offense, him being a great teacher, uh, breaking it down for me, uh, doing exactly what he envisioned for this offense and just learning and growing together. And he he, he gave me a lot of confidence because he's like, look, I don't care if you make mistakes. Mistakes are going to happen. Um, just make sure you learn from it. We get better and we can 
continue to learn and grow his offense. And that just gave me a lot of confidence throughout the whole year. I always knew he had my back. Um, and if nobody else believed in me, Coach Nagy did. And that's all I really needed uh, all season long to, to continue to get better and better. And we have a great relationship. So I'm thankful for that and what we'll be able to build and grow going forward. One more here on Coach Nagy. How, how about this? Well, what is it like? How, how much fun is it? You know, what is it like in practice when he comes in here with these two-point conversion ideas? You know, I, I kind of call it the mad scientist. The next thing you know, Akeem Hicks is running back, and he's got Khalil Mack in motion and, and, and all the things he does, Santa Slay, all, all these things. What is it like as a player when you see Matt Nagy coming up with something like that? Oh, it's awesome. And it's so much fun. Every single week you're like – uh, everyone is pulling for one another and because you have defensive guys every week like, oh, I want to get on offense, I want to get on offense. And I think that just brings the team together. And we would have uh, meetings as coaches and as quarterbacks who would go in and we could just draw a play up on the board and he would, he would never discard it. He'd be like, oh, that could work. And then he would draw a play and we'd be like, wow, this is crazy. And then it goes to the game, it scores a huge two-point conversion or a touchdown. And we're like, wow, nothing's too outside the box for Coach Nagy. And that's something that just makes it fun to come to work every day, uh, ha having a guy like that, uh, just always being creative, looking for the next best thing, uh, just looking for ways to, to continue to, to push the limit of the offense and, and how creative we can be. How about you for your development this year? You know, a little, little bit of a slow start early on, but, you know, you really could tell you really started putting together and, and got some of those reps. You know, you had that great game against Tampa, that great game against Detroit. E even in December, stats may not have been as gaudy, but you could tell you had a really firm grasp of the offense. Talk a little bit about your development this year. Yeah, just getting all those reps in, I think, was huge. I'm, I'm so excited for next year because we have a whole year of film to watch. Uh, our players and our plays and where we're going with this offense. He just helped me so much from a footwork standpoint, how to be on time uh, within this offense and adjusting to all the new routes and throws. And he just he just let me be myself, just go out there and use my playmaking ability, uh, scramble, make plays, but also stay within this offense. So he helped me a lot, a lot through progressions, watching film and how to prepare uh, every single week. Um, and then just his competitiveness and then his ability to, to be hard on me and want the best for me just uh, pushed me uh, to, to, to be the best player I could possibly be this year. And I can't wait to just push the, push the envelope even more this year and continue to work with it, me. And uh, he, he's going to make me uh, the best I could possibly be. So I'm very fortunate to have this coach. All right, let me ask you this. And I know you try and block it out during the season. You go dark on Twitter. You know, you really try and just focus on the season. But, you know, I think you received a lot of unfair criticism this past year and I don't really even know why some of the analysts seem to get on you and, and, and say the things that they did but I, I remember one week leading into that Detroit game it really seemed to be you know at, at a high level and I, and I don't know how much of that you you heard but you know you scored that touchdown against Detroit you know you spiked the ball just this like primal scream of emotion was, was that just kind of this this release of this get off my back to your critics yeah it kind of was one it was a really big point in the game and the other thing it was just like I mean, it is what it is. People are going to criticize you no matter what, but it was kind of a moment where I could just let it all out, be myself, and make a big play for the offense. So uh, it, it was a lot of fun, and I'm not worried about all that criticism because uh, all, all the talking's done on the field, and we are the ones on the field, the, the criticizers, and everyone outside of the media, they're not. So they only know so much, and it is what it is. I don't take any of it personally, but I'm going to continue to grow, play my game, and, and be appreciative and, and blessed for the opportunities I have to, to play in Chicago. All right, and finally, last one for you, Kareem Hunt. I know you've known him a long time since you guys were kids, played each other in Ohio, both Pee Wee and high school football. Obviously, 
he's had some issues here, but do you think he can get his life in order? And would you welcome him in as a teammate? I hope he does. I, I don't know about anything else, but you just uh, I, I just pray that he, he gets it all together and the situation um, that happened. Um, he, I just pray for both sides that um, that he gets another opportunity somewhere and he's able to, to, to fix fix all the wrongs. So uh, I don't know much else besides that. Um, so we'll, we'll see where it goes for there. But you just you just pray, hope for everyone's that pray for healings. Fair enough. Mitch, on behalf of Gatorade and Gatorade Zero, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. There he is, folks. Mitch Trubisky on the Bears Banter podcast. How about that for a podcast? Like I said, I promised you. I promised you I wasn't going to beat you down with my opinions and go on some rant about some some random thing. There's going to be plenty of time in this offseason for me to jump on, put together a podcast, and talk about all the things facing the Bears. We could have talked about the Bobby Massey extension. We could have talked about Adrian Amos and his potentially very high contract demands and what that may mean for the Chicago Bears secondary. We could have talked about the running back situation with Jordan Howard and if he was going to be on this team and if Kareem Hunt perhaps would be on this team. But you know what we did? We didn't do that because instead I wanted to give you some great interviews with your Chicago Bears. It's not too often that they all come together like this and and someone like me gets an opportunity to talk to these guys. But that's exactly what the Super Bowl does. Brings all these big names under one roof. And someone like me gets to sit down and chat with them. And that that was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed the podcast as much as I enjoyed the podcast. And we will talk to you again. Again, we're not doing weekly podcasts in the offseason, but we will get to one here coming up. You know, we'll definitely do something before and after free agency. We'll do some stuff about the draft. We got plenty to do here over the next few months. So there will be Bears Banter podcasts. I can't promise they're going to be as good as that one. But uh, I hope you tune in. So... That's it from Atlanta. Bill Zimmerman here. Bear down, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Adios. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.